Happy Man, yeah. With Dan and Ryan, it's Walk the Line, and the last note is a high C. Okay, everybody. Welcome back. It is Walk the Line, episode 12, and my name is Dan Cryer, and with me again after a one-week hiatus is Ryan Smith. Say hello, Ryan. It is good to be back on Walk the Line, and welcome back, everyone. This week, we are going to be discussing the lines for NCAA Week 13 and NFL Week 12, but first, Cryer is going to give himself a good old pat on the back and read off the recaps from last week. I'm, I will just sit quietly because I missed the one episode where yes. I could boast and I was and gone. The, yes. Okay. And and I gave Ryan all due credit and I'm going to do it again right now. Ryan Smith had the Jacksonville Jaguars winning <laughs> with the money line against the Tennessee Titans two weeks ago. What's what's the phrase? So. Like even a blind squirrel finds a nut every night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Even a, even a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> so and you know what? My broken clock happened last week. And uh, just to recap the recap uh, last week, Ryan was gone. Ryan had to had a sporting event to cover for athletic communication, and so Anthony Serafino sat in with me. And I'm pretty convinced, Ryan, that uh, that's the good luck. He so was the good luck. You charm. better hope that I that I'm not very good anymore, or else I'm going to get Anthony in here again, crier. <laughs> I'm fighting for my job. <laughs> that's right. No, I, no, I no. ate some lucky charms before I came here. That's hope, funny. Something tells me it's going to be Ryan's with Ryan Smith and Fino. <laughs> There's no more Dan. <laughs> we'll see. But so yes, I did it, you guys. I I literally. This this, this was not meant to happen, and it was show 11, so it's great. I just want to say for once, and it, it wasn't perfect, but I was pretty dang good. So let's go through the picks, like he said, and um, let me just scoot this over here. I apologize for that. All right, so the first game that we all talked about, and this is the first game that, and I was wrong about this one, it was Michigan State Spartans went in as minus 6.5-point favorites at Nebraska. The over-under was 42 and I just thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. I was looking at how Michigan and Nebraska stayed low the week before. It was a three-point game. I, I really didn't uh, expect uh, Michigan State to do the, the damage that it did defensively and, and force all those turnovers. And people say, oh, they were unforced errors. I'm sorry. Those weren't unforced errors. What do you think? Yeah, we talked about this the other day. Those were totally forced errors. The one time the guy... You know, usually a fumble's caused if a helmet hits it or gets punched mm-hmm. out. He hit the guy's leg so hard. He did a little helicopter. Oh, on the punt. In the air, oh, it was awesome. and just he was spinning so fast from getting hit hard that he fumbled the ball right there on the ten yard line. Yeah, and the thing about the defense is, it's the linebackers and Shalik Calhoun and different people in the line just bearing down on Nebraska. They get scared and they take their eyes off the ball on the pitches and they drop the ball. Which that, yeah, that was the first turnover of the game. The yep. guy was totally waiting yep. to see, or he was looking around to see who was just going to crank him coming out of the backfield. I, <laughs> I know. So. I said 16-13 Michigan State. Uh, Fino said 16-13. Ryan texted in Nebraska plus 6.5. So all of us were wrong. And Max King, who's going to actually be showing up here in person a little bit later, Max had the guts to say Michigan State would cover. And he said 26-10. So we all thought it was going to be low scoring. 
But um, no one had a score in forty-two. Uh, uh, well, final score forty-one twenty-eight. Forty-one. And I mean, it, just think about that. I mean, that's that's sixty-nine points on a game that over/under had a forty-two. So it was such a weird game that even D'Antonio was smiling as Michigan State gave up a touchdown. He was yeah. just so happy at how well. Yeah, his it's team great. And just... they've short. They, they're now nine and one in the season, which is best case scenario. Man. And they're it's looking it's looking like oh, and a, a victory this week is going to uh, you know really put it do uh, put them into the. Uh, Legends Championship game. Okay, so then moving on, here is a game that really seemed pretty obvious until the actual game started, and then you were saying, what? Michigan was going into Northwestern as three-point underdogs, so everybody picked Michigan. I said Michigan 24-20, you texted Michigan plus three, and then Fino said 38-17. The over-under was 52.5, so uh, everybody but Fino, pretty much we were decided, you and I spoke about the under. Uh, the final it went to overtime at nine to nine, and Michigan got like a lucky. I call it an illegal field goal at the end. They weren't set. Procedure said you have to be set for one second. I mean, what do you think of that final play? I'm speechless about it. They they ran out there, and yeah, all of a sudden the field goal was in, and it was going to overtime. So I I don't know. I don't I don't know enough football to say he wasn't set for the. I looked at the guards. He it was, was moving because he. It was the right guard. He kind of looked back he like did. he thought it was already snapped yep. and then realized it wasn't and came back down and then it went. And it was just the whole thing was weird because yep. I think the refs were even frantic in their heads. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were seeing what was going on. So yep. I, I I don't have a problem with the call because a lot more people are talking about it the next day if they make the call and yeah. the guy makes the field goal right. and everyone's like, the refs are in the game. Michigan did get out there in time. They got the field goal off. I, counted, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. And the final score, I mean, it went to triple overtime, and Michigan had scored and went for two, so it was 27-19 on the final in that one. So I felt good. That was an easy pick. Now, here's the one that I was most correct about because everybody else said the opposite, and that was Stanford going into USC minus four, and Ryan loved that pick. Ryan said, Stanford minus four, I love it. And Fino liked Stanford to win 35-10, and for some reason, Dan Cryer said USC is going to show up and win by three points. I said 27-24, so I was wrong about I said it would go over. The final score was twenty to seventeen, but USC really made its season look a lot better now. Man, my brain must have just still been on Lane Kiffin mode because if he's there, you're just oh. picking against them every time. Yeah. So I got to get used to the fact that he's no longer yeah. there. And remember, these are four and five star recruits that that Lane Kiffin could do. He just couldn't coach right. them. I mean, right. like I apologize, Lane Kiffin, you're not a good coach. Is, like you've proven it, like, it, you're not a good coach. It's like Brady Hoke Jr. coaching them now. I watched it; he looks like the same dude. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. He, he doesn't. He can't he? really tell who he is honestly and they always show him from the same angle on the camera like i would seem like with the sword in his hand weird. playing yeah, to the band like weird. he does but hey you know what good for him and and the pac-12 was a little messed up now i mean i mean ucla's in there it's it's a funky, i don't even know why i brought conference. that up just because the pac-12 is so messed up it I is messed up. i don't know <laughs> okay here's another one that this one you could say well it was the final score or the final play that saved crier well no it wasn't i was right all along so haha georgia went in to Auburn. Auburn was minus three and a half and the score was 38-37 going to the final play. Georgia was winning and so it was over under 62 and a half and that one was almost, I'm saying this is going to go over baby. So that at 62 and a half I loved it because it was 38-37. So that was way over. There's 75 right there. So what describe the play Ryan because I watched it. Auburn chucks a pass and what happens? It was, you know, some dumb and dumber Three Stooges thing. <laughs> that both guys went to catch it, and either of them could have had it, uh-huh. and then they just ran into each other. And yep, lo- look what I found. The Auburn's Auburn running into the yeah, yeah. 
It, the receiver like looked up, didn't find the ball, then looked up like, over to his left, and there it was, like just dropped in like a stork, delivered a baby to him, and he in the end zone. They win forty three thirty eight. If there's one play to describe Georgia's season, that is it. Yeah, seriously, so. seriously. So I was right about that one. I, okay. I kind of went on a limb. I thought I'm, mm-hmm. I was sticking with my Georgia pick. So now here's one that uh, Ryan didn't didn't text me about, but uh, Fino and I both liked Oklahoma State minus three at Texas. Uh, we just said Oklahoma State's looking great, and yeah, Texas had the the win over Oklahoma, but Baylor cranked Oklahoma. So I said Oklahoma State's gonna blow them out, and they did. It was something like 38-13. Didn't even watch. Just kind it. of a junky game. I said 38-28. Uh, so um, and Fino had 42-24. So there's another one right okay every week i get messed up because of the fighting illini of illinois ryan didn't pick this one but anthony and i agreed that ohio state was going to blitz illinois they were up 31 nothing or something 21 nothing and then illinois started scoring touchdowns 17 on unanswered or something yeah like that. and then i and then i stopped watching it for a while and when i tuned back in it was 47 35 and i said well maybe illinois will do something then i turned around and the final score was 60 to 35 just enough to get your blood pressure yeah going. just enough to make in every way possible so illinois i'm sorry i I'm from Champaign. I love the Illini, orange and blue. You know, right now I love Michigan State because I'm a student here. But, you know, my heart's with Illinois. And it's just, it's sad to watch the way they don't, they competed as great as they possibly could have against a very great team and still just gave up 60 points. So I was wrong about that one. But guess what? Now I'm done being wrong because the other two games that I liked were Alabama. Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm, I got one more wrong. Alabama was minus 20, 25 and a half at Mississippi State. And uh, and I said that uh, Alabama would cover. I said I'm always going to do Alabama and Florida State. Well, um, uh, we both liked Alabama, and it was twenty to seven. I mean, they just got their their work done. They're going to kind of just chill out and make it to the final BCS championship game. And then their opponent's going to be Florida State. It looks like because they annihilated Syracuse fifty nine to three, and they were minus thirty nine. So. Is there an ACC championship game? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So they have to play Clemson again, correct? Uh geez, I don't even know. It could be uh, for all I know, it could be Duke or something. I don't know. But you're pretty much going to see Alabama play Florida State. So that wraps up. So five for eight. That Compared to Ryan, I've got to say it. Ryan don't was, even say it. Don't even say it. He wasn't one right, for six then. Was, and okay. Fino was two for six. <laughs> and I was five for eight because I just like to make lots of picks. So now, NFL, uh, the one that we all got right, the game of the week was, it, it was an entertaining game, was Kansas City at Denver. Denver was minus seven and a half, and the over-under was 49. I liked Denver to cover. I liked the under. That happened. The final score was 27-17. And I, I think Kansas City played it as well as they could have. I mean, there there were some penalties, and, and Denver's a tough team to beat. So Denver covered. Ryan liked Denver minus 7.5. Fino had Denver winning 35-14. Uh, they didn't quite win that big, but, um, um, you know, I – I, it's going to be really tough to defeat Denver. I think they're going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Is that is that still hold true for you too? I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I mean they just look strong. And this week they're going to go into night game. We're going to talk about. It. They're going to play at New England. Uh, a game that pushed, which was an exciting game, was San Francisco at New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans kicked three field goals. They were down 17-14 or something. And all I know is they got to. 23-20 and won the game I think it was over San Francisco so New Orleans tough to beat at home it was a push I said that New Orleans was going to cover uh, we all like New Orleans to cover at home so I, I, are we wrong because of that? No I think it's just a push now the other game that I got right that I feel great about, uh, and I don't, I feel bad for Lions fans. We are in the uh, state of Michigan, but they didn't do it. They had a fake field goal that the guy got tackled really hard, the the holder, and it kind of turned Pittsburgh into a machine. And Roethlisberger uh, threw two touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. 
They won the game 37-27. So I had Pittsburgh winning the game. Pittsburgh was underdogs at home, minus, uh, plus 2.5. Over-under was 47. I said it was going to stay under with Pittsburgh winning, but Ryan liked Detroit and Fino liked Detroit. So did you watch any of that game, Ryan? I didn't. I was working the women's game, so okay. yeah. bad, bad timing. Yeah, all I know is, I mean, Pittsburgh's uniforms were atrocious, and that was a game Detroit needed, and they probably had it. So they just they didn't do what it takes, and you know now Detroit's got to move on. Uh, really, because the Bears had a nice victory. Yeah, Schwartz has got to go. I thought that last year, just they lose so many games like that. I, yeah, they do. It's time for, for a funny. new coaching staff. Cool. Okay, and now here's one that I was right. That And for some reason, you and Fino liked Washington plus 3.5 at Philly, and RG3-13, and 13, baby. I mean, <laughs> come on, you coined that phrase. And Nick Foles is looking really good for Philadelphia. Philly was up 24 nothing and gave up 16 straight points at the end. RG3 had a drive that they almost scored on, so thankfully, for my sake, because I said Philly was going to win 34-27. Thankfully, Philly did cover 3.5, so I got that one right. And Philly's got a 6-4 and four record. It looks like they, they're probably going to win that division unless Dallas can, can get together i mean the giants are coming back win four in a row but you know just I, there's the, nothing to say about a division where the winner will probably be eight and eight yeah okay <laughs> and then another game that i got right that everybody else didn't well, actually ryan you picked buffalo buffalo and the jets were pick them uh fino from the east coast like the jets uh, 2020 but rationally speaking the jets go up down they're up every, down, yeah, up, down. They're every other we're just we're riding they the call wave. them a yo yeah a wave. they called them a yo-yo team i mean up and down so this was their down week so this week i'm gonna look to pick jet, uh, the jets so uh but i got that one right and buffalo really annihilated them and then the, finally i don't know why i just was on a kick about jacksonville plus seven so was ryan uh fino had the guts to say that arizona was going to go in there and beat them and as gutsy or not they they did they won by 13 yeah, so. it was 17 17 though or 14 14 right. or something at one point so the plus yeah. seven was looking good until jacksonville Looked down and yep. remembered what name was on their jersey. <laughs> exactly. So let's just then finish this off and say, so I was four for five with the push. Yay, with my five for eight. So that I'm taking this, baby. And then, Ryan, you were two for five, which is with the push. It's not the worst. I've done worse. And <laughs> I've been over before. And Fina was two for five. So you and Fina were together on that one. I'll, so. ju- I'll just blame it on not being in the studio with you. I'll just yeah. blame it on that. Okay, okay, cool. So now, I just got a text on my phone. We have a a guest here, so let me just get up over here and get to the door because I got to see him coming in right now. So hang on one second. All right, and so now coming into the studio right now, Ryan, let's give, uh, I'm going to do a new thing. Let's give a walk the line applause. Welcome Max Gladly King in the studio. Woo! So, Max you. King, say hello to everybody. Welcome back to Walk the Line. Hello. Every time I'm on the show, it is sublime. Great, dude. See, I like this. This, this guy I like. And the thing is, that's cool, and this is an honest truth. I stopped counting how many times you've been on the show now. We Me don't too. you're just no this is good. And the the good thing is that Michigan State University football team has continued its winning ways. The record of the team is now 9 and 1, which wow. is better than I mean Ryan, would you say that this is literally the best case scenario that's going on right now? I don't think we could have predicted anything better. The other day on the Big 10 network they had a vote like a Twitter vote or something like that up for most surprising teams and Michigan State wasn't even on there. Wow. Yet in the preseason polls everyone I feel like everyone had Michigan State third, fourth, some people even had Michigan State fifth 
and here we are. We got one win away. The magic number's one Who, to win the, our side yeah, of the division. Yeah, what teams were on there that weren't Michigan State? I didn't even know because I was so shocked that I didn't see Michigan State. Yeah. Isn't wow. that confusing to you? Guys? I can't even think of someone who would I mean, be relatively To close. me, Baylor is the number one oh, total. No, Big Ten. Yeah. Oh, you're talking it Big was, Ten? It was Big Ten, most surprising team in the Big Ten. I mean, and wow. Michigan State was not on there. You can't say Ohio State because they did exactly no. same thing last year. Michigan's worse. Indiana is but better, maybe, but they're better because they were just they're like pee wee last. Was year. maybe that the list? Are people surprised that Michigan and Northwestern probably? Are just I was so gonna. Bad? I mean, Northwestern. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's surprised in like in the negative not, in the, or just yeah, at all. But still, either way, that I we totally are a surprising team. I, no doubt. I never would have expected the consistency because we're seeing the running game from Langford come through, and and Cook has made some really good passes. I'm, I'm I've knocked the guy in the past. Right, he has thrown so though he's, he's right. Yeah. Seen him come along, and way now this he's year. delivering some balls in crucial spots in games. Yes. I mean, third down passes last week. I mean, he really is looking sharp. That's the thing about this team; they make plays as a team when they need it. We don't have the Keyshawn Martin who goes for the punt return uh-huh. or something like Which that. Which he had one last week. Did you see right, against yeah, the Raiders? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. I saw that. Yep. We were in the media room. Everyone's like, go Keyshawn! That's go funny. Keyshawn! So. Cool. Okay, so well, since Max is here with us now, let's do a quick... We, we talked about it for, for a second, Max, but we're going to give you the, the due credit because you're here. Last week, Michigan State was minus 6.5 on the road in Nebraska, and the over-under was 42. And so just to do a recap of a recap, uh, I picked Michigan State to win 16-13, so that was an under with not covering. Anthony Serafino was here last week. He picked the exact same same thing, so I copied him. 16-13 Michigan State. Ryan uh, texted in that he liked Nebraska plus 6.5, and Max made the gutsy call of picking Michigan State to win 26-10, so we all had it under. The game finished 41-28, so it went way over. Yes. But, uh, and that's that's because of the turnovers, but Max, uh, credit due. Speak, speak, to, speak to your own wizardry there, because you won that one. Well, I thought that Michigan State could put up some points uh, against Nebraska. I didn't think they put up 41. All right, I was going to call you if you. I was going to call you out on that if you didn't say 41. <laughs> and but I also didn't think Nebraska would score 28. It's an asterisk with the 28 though because that last touchdown was yeah you know, prevent defense yeah, or whatever. Exactly. So. Um, but at the same time, you could not have predicted that Nebraska would have turned the ball over five times and two straight times their first two possessions, yep. one inside the five-yard line. I mean, none of that would have been pre- be able to predict things like that. And so that that definitely factored into why they scored so many points. Yep. I think maybe had they not has had as many turnovers, we see a closer game, we see a lower-scoring game. But that was the idea I had behind it. But, I mean, it was still a wild game. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, what were your thoughts going through it, Ryan, when you were seeing all the turnovers and everything? I did like the high scoring because a lot of people, you know, when I was talking about the game with friends and that were, well, the defense gave up a lot of points. I was almost glad Michigan State gave up some points because it really forced our offense to respond to some adversity. We would get up 14 or whatever, and then it would come back, and then we had to score again. And so games aren't going to be – you're not going to always be in control of games. So come bowl season, I think – being on the road, having a team take a few punches at you, and you getting back up, going back down, and scoring when you need to, yeah. was huge. A huge step for and, Michigan and State. And my take on on the because the pivotal moment of the game, I think we can agree, is was the fake field goal that yes. led that you know, and it would have been kind of like a, a iffy range field goal, but had that field goal gone, it was twenty seven twenty one at that point of the game. But even points aside, was the time that came off the clock. Yes, it, yeah, it was. It was good that it worked, and we saw with the Lions NFL game what happens when you know they, that guy got it and then was 
was tackled and fumbled, and now like like that coach is they're saying what's his problem? So that's just like going into a casino and putting money on red and doubling up. I mean, because if you go up by nine, that's two scores. But he went for the gusto, and then we punched in. A, we got a touchdown off that drive, went up thirty four twenty one, and that really put the game away. Yeah. I mean, so but uh, yeah. So then now let's move on since that put Michigan State at nine and one, which means that now Michigan State controls its own destiny, and basically the worst case scenario is that Minnesota somehow beats uh, Wisconsin at home on Saturday and then comes into East Lansing the following week and then defeats Michigan State. So that seems a little unlikely, but first things first, because Michigan State can wrap up their side of the division, which I always forget, is it the legends, you guys? Yes. We are the we legends. Are the legends. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start by saying uh, Michigan State's going into Evanston, Illinois, my, the place where I got my bachelor's degree to Ryan Field. I've, I've seen a few games myself there at Ryan Field cheering for the purple, but this w- now I'm, I'm all go green, go white. So Michigan State is minus seven going into Northwestern, and the over-under is 41, and, and just to recap the Michigan uh, Northwestern game Northwestern kind of had the game won it was 9-6 and Michigan lined up and, and got what I called an illegal field goal because they weren't they weren't set and then they tied the game and then, how about the pick before yeah and the, the defender of, of Northwestern dropped an interception so here's the thing Northwestern Max has lost six games in a row since starting 4-0 Michigan State's minus seven so give me your initial thought going into this and then we'll see what Ryan says so give me your initial thought as, as Michigan State minus seven in Northwestern is Northwestern going to Fight us? Or are they are they gonna? I don't think they're gonna give up because they they really stay keep games close. But what are what are the stats looking like for this one? Well, I, yeah, I don't think it, they're gonna give up. Um, you know, Michigan State has had some trouble with Northwestern, whether it be at home on the road. I mean, they lost. I mean, Northwestern beat them on the road last, last year. year. So um, you have to realize though that Northwestern, this is pretty much their season right here because if they can get a win here at home then the bulgeability starts coming more to fruition but because they play Illini to finish the season and that's going to be a guaranteed <laughs> victory yeah okay and I'll they, take yeah, they play <laughs> Illinois and uh-huh. so but you also have to realize too that Michigan State is on a mission at this point and I mean yeah they're 9 and 1 they've clinched a share of the legends division mm-hmm. but don't there, think there's that, no share in the legends division. Don't think yeah. that they're going to be happy with just a share because yeah. no. I, I mean, if you ask them in 2010 if they won the Big Ten, mm-hmm. yes, they did, but they shared it with two other teams, and, but they're not going to mention that because they don't like to. So, right, and this uh, is that was the whole conference. Now you're sharing a division. That's, yeah, you, you don't want to. You want to be top dog. I mean, Northwestern's offense is not bad. It's just different. Um, it's been like that for a while. Their defense is bad. Their defense lets up about 400 yards a plus a game on average, yeah. which is not good. Connor Cook should have a good good game against them. Their pass defense is ninth in the Big Ten. Okay. It's not very good at all. Um, but keep in mind, though, it will be interesting to look at it in more in depth because Connor Cook has thrown the least amount of interceptions right. in the Big Ten this year with three. Right. Northwestern, on the other hand, has the most interceptions in the Big Ten with 18. So wow. which, one, which one's going to give? And I was kind of surprised that they had so many mm-hmm. interceptions. But I think a huge factor, I said it last week again, and I think it applies now, is special teams. I mean, you look at punting. Mike Sadler, honestly, I say this out of a joke, mm-hmm. could honestly be an MVP of this team. Yeah. Because think about what he does every single game. He pins them inside the 10, maybe inside the 20 usually as well. That was one of the and, plays of the game at Nebraska when he pinned them inside the one or two. Oh, yeah. That was a great punt. And, and it puts such a it's, right yeah, so say, it puts yep. such, such, such stress. That's when Shalik Calhoun had the yep. strip. And, exactly. And, and there, was, there was a write-up in CBS Sports like Michigan State won and didn't even need their defense. Our no. defense, I mean, like it was in conjunction with the special teams. We, we caused 
the turnovers. And like Ryan, I mean, what what are your thoughts going in? I mean, we're, we're minus seven again. I almost don't want to. I'm gonna pre preempt, you know, pre. I guess give a little preview of my pick. I don't want to say that Michigan State's going to go in and bowl over a team, but it seems like it's a possibility. I don't know. This is a know. tough game. I, I think Northwestern is probably the best four and six team that you could ever run into. I'm just going to run down a couple losses here. Sure. They had the ten point loss at home against Ohio State. That was really a three point loss because mm-hmm. they Ohio State had the touchdown off all the right the at the end forty thirty game. Yeah. They, they got they went into Wisconsin and got killed, but that's fine. Yeah. Then home against Minnesota, they lost by three. They who, lost. who, by the way, I do need to interrupt. Minnesota is probably the most surprising Big yeah, Ten absolutely. team. Now that I think about it, yeah, because absolutely. what did they have in their eight and two? So congrats to the Gophers, but exactly. please, so then, sorry to interrupt, Ryan. Yeah, a loss on the road at Iowa in overtime. Yeah, then they close. had the game one at Nebraska and Hail, Hail Mary. Mary. Mm. So you know already we're just and, and then, then Michigan and then Michigan into in that three overtimes. So this team is four and six, but they have not played four and six. They played much better. They've played some really good teams well mm-hmm. and went into overtime. Mm-hmm. Thought they should have beat Ohio State even at home. Northwestern's a tough place to play no matter what sport. It's always that trap game. Basketball, sure. football, yeah. Michigan State, going in there, I, I just get nervous. And for that reason alone, I'm going to take Northwestern plus seven. Oh, wow. Okay, and before I get our scores, I do want to say, to put into consideration, I just went into the three-day forecast because the game's going to be Saturday, November 23rd, and I'm this is kind of spooky, you guys. It's going down to 29 degrees as a that. high yep. and 11 degrees as a low. So it's going to be wow. below freezing it's gonna be on Saturday. Big Ten game late yeah. season. Their field got all torn up last weekend. I don't know how much Ooh, they can fix sure. it up in a week, but it looked terrible by the it third did. overtime. It poured the whole yeah, game. Yeah, it's and a deep grass. You know, the Bears field does the same thing mm-hmm. in Soldier Field. It gets really deep and muddy and, and yeah. thick. It, it is shaping up to just be a murky, yeah, nasty, okay. which is why the plus seven okay. and under is okay with me. It's all. It's going to come down to the defense as well. Yeah, because if you consider, I mean, with forty-one points, I mean, if you if you just do the the arithmetic of what the betting line is pointing to right now, it's a twenty-four seventeen game because that would hit the forty-one and then be a, a seven-point spread, and that seems like it, it just <laughs> mentally. When every I think of these teams, you know, who would? No, I'm just laughing at my score as you say. Oh, that. that's funny. Okay, <laughs> so then let's let's pop off. I mean, um, Max, like, uh, w- what are you thinking for this one? I mean, what's what's in your mind going in since you won last week's pick? Yeah, well, I I looked at the weather. The weather, I think, is a, is a good thing to look at this time of year. Yeah, there's not going to be any rain, which is good, but it's going to be cold. It's going to be windy, so that will affect. I mean, that's obviously going to affect at least something in the in the passing. The anti mile an hour winds. It's, uh-huh. it's a significant change. Um, you know, I, I again, I like the special teams. Mike Sadler pins them back, and you know, yeah. again, against that defense, you just it's hard to drive down the field. Um, but then you look at Northwestern, they've got the best field goal kicker as far as field goals made this year. Okay. Okay, they have tw- eight, or excuse me, 18 field goals made this year. So, you know, th- they've got some special teams. I expect to see field goals in this game. Okay. Um, more from Northwestern than anything else. But here's a surprise stat for me that I saw is that Northwestern's defensive line has one last sack than Michigan State's does. So that's, yeah, that's they go third, get it. Pat yeah. Fitzgerald's a good defensive coach, and that shows you how this a, a terrible. Team. Yeah, that yeah, shows that. you how a terrible secondary though can affect your defense because they have a good defensive but line, but then they have defense. nothing else. Yeah, um, they have one good linebacker, Damon Probby. He's a senior. He's mm-hmm. the second in the Big Ten in tackles. He's got ninety this year. Yeah, you know. So yeah, fire me a score then. So I so I look at the score mm-hmm. and. Um, I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be close early. I think Northwestern is gonna give yeah. them trouble early on. I think because they have a similar that quick style uh, offense like Indiana had, and Indiana gave them some trouble early sure. on. So I think 
early on it's going to be a very close game, but I think Michigan State pulls away. Okay. Um, I like them to go over in this game, All and right. I like Michigan State to cover. All right. And I like them to cover pretty well. I All like right. them thirty to thirteen. Wow, that that would be a big win, and that would that would ruin that would really ruin Northwestern's like Absolutely. mentality. I mean, and I'll get to Ryan here, but that would be seven losses in a row. And really, I mean, boy, that's that's tough. Yeah. That's a tough pill to and swallow. North, so. Northwestern reminds me kind of lat. They've had the season kind of like Michigan State had last year, where they lost a lot of really close Big yeah. Ten games, and they're just brutal losses. And yep. Now I'm gonna be. Now I'm gonna get to Ryan here, and I I do like to. I'm previewing my pre, my pick, but the let's keep in mind 43 points. Let's hear yours first. I okay. Want, all right. Let's do this. First. I, I said this to Max. I, okay. I think that Michigan State is gonna, like you said, they're gonna we're gonna punt them deep. We're gonna cause some more turnovers like we did. We're gonna get some sacks. I really think our defense just dictates things Definitely. in a good way. I, I see us going up 24-13 in the in the fourth quarter. Maybe you know 21-13 or however we can get to 24. A, a double a two score lead and then we go into that prevent defense at the end. Uh, Northwestern scores a TD, goes for two, doesn't make it. So I have Michigan State winning 24-19, not covering, but the game going over. Because 41 seems small, uh, really really minimal because the only reason that there's going to be an over is because we can force turnovers. Right. And so, real quick, we yeah, talked sure. about this earlier uh, in the week, Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were surprised that they set it so low after the coming off a Nebraska game once they put up 41 points on their own. Yeah. So we you know, we talked about it earlier this week. I was guessing it's going to be around 50 because yeah. they're coming off a yeah, really high-scoring yeah. game against a good Big yep. Ten team. And so when I saw 41, I think, wow, that seems low yep. because they just scored a whole bunch of points. They scored 41 points alone themselves. Yep, yep. All right, Ryan. Let's. I, I, I think Ryan's got something special in store for us, so I'm excited to hear I, this. I wish I really did, but I, I don't <laughs> uh-huh. think I do. This is a tough game to call. Uh-huh. I'm looking at Northwestern's schedule right now. A lot of high-scoring games, and initially I like the under. Uh, I just want to go back to We talked a lot about surprise. Mm-hmm. I think the key to this game is how surprised is Michigan State they're 9-1? and one? Because if they're surprised, are they going to settle for just being Legends champs? Is that good enough for them? Or are they thinking, hey, let's go to the Rose Bowl, which every team will say they do. Sure. But do they truly believe it? Do they believe... You know, in practice, that they're good enough to be a nine and one team should be eleven and one. Looking at the rest of the schedule, but will they settle? It's the the magic numbers one. They know Minnesota has to win against Wisconsin. That's yeah. a tough game. So, you know, they could be like, well, we lose, but so did Minnesota. So, hey, we're still going to the and, Big Ten and Championship I think game. both games are 12 noon. I, I know that our game yeah, is 12 noon, so just, it's good that we don't get to watch Minnesota play yeah, first. Yeah, there's, there's lots of wiggle room for us uh-huh. to still go to the Big Ten Championships. Yeah. And that's awesome. Good for Michigan State, but if they're going to settle for that, yeah. this will be a dangerous game. Okay. We talked about Northwestern needs two wins to become bowl eligible. That does mean something. Getting your first Big Ten win yeah. means something. They have a lot more. Well, not a lot more to play for. I would disagree with that if I said that. But yeah. they, they are playing for a lot still. They're not going to just give up and roll over, right. especially at home, senior day. That does matter, wow. seniors yep. and all that kind of okay. stuff. It just, I'm going to take Northwestern plus seven. Just it, There's a lot of things stacking up in that. Okay. But as we've talked about, yeah, Michigan State could go out and win, as Max said. And all right, well, give me so a score. I'm going to go... 23-17, Michigan State. 23-17. So, so you're, you're at 40, so you're keeping it under I'm by one. I'm keeping it under, and 
Michigan State will not cover. So it's cool because you. So we all have something different. Like I have it over with us not covering. You have it under with us not covering. <laughs> and Max has it over with us covering. And so what's the only way that one of us can't win both? If Northwestern wins the game and it stays I, under. Okay. <laughs> or, or no, that would be you. You'd be fine then. No, if we win yeah, nine nothing or something, yeah. I think that would be it. So nine. If, if Michigan State wins, covers, and it stays under. Yeah, like a thirteen nothing win. Well, I'll go. Yay, so, experts. So yep. We know that's coming now, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hey, everybody listen. Listen closely, you guys. We triangulated <laughs> of all the options. So, uh, but um, cool. Well, that was that was great. I mean, it's it's just an exciting season. It's best case scenario. And after living through, this is my second year here, after living through last year, it felt like nothing would possibly go right. And now I'm, Everything's I'm, I'm mystified right. and I'm enjoying it because I'm never, as you can see with my pick now, I'm not doing any big expectations mentally because I don't, I just want to like bask in this. So it's enjoyable. So Max, uh, hit us up with anything you want before you before we move on to our other uh, uh, picks for uh, NCAA Week 13. Well, I think if they if they clinch on Saturday, then you're you're really going to see um, something special coming in the next couple of weeks because um, we had what we have we had a staff member write a piece that I thought was pretty true. Is this is if they if they go to the Rose Bowl, it's going to be with absolutely no hope. They're going to have to do it or help, I should say. Yeah, it's gonna, they're going to do a hundred percent on their own, and I think that's how you want to do it. They're yeah, they have to go through Ohio State. They're not going to get Pure help and from simple. any other team. Yep, and the only way they get help from Ohio State is if. Florida State or Alabama loses in some time. I just and don't Al- think that's going to happen. And Ohio State goes up, and it's not going to happen. No. And I don't Baylor's want Baylor's still undefeated. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, so. yeah, so the only way Ohio State gets in those top two spots if one of those teams lose, and then it would be interesting to see right. if they take a losing Michigan State in the Big Ten Championship to the Rose Bowl because nope. Ohio nah. State's and, in the and national one, title. ESPN had the, the, like their bowl, bowl predictions, and one of them had Michigan State going to the, the Orange Bowl against Clemson. Nope. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's Rose Bowl or bust. We, we saw because Wisconsin ago. will get picked. Well, we saw it two yeah. years ago. Michigan State lost the Big Ten Championship exactly. game in Michigan, who Michigan State beat and had more wins than Michigan went to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, so and beat Virginia Tech. Yeah. Yep, it's just it, it, yeah. it's like and then Michigan State got annihilated yeah. to Michigan State. So I hear you. Well, that's a good point, it. Max. So cool. Well, Max, thank you very much for being on Walk the Line episode 12, and uh, you know we'll hopefully be talking uh, with a smile on our face next week again for the uh, you know it, for for the final fin, uh, final game. And I'm stumbling because I'm thinking about the Thanksgiving week that's coming up and the logistics of all that. <laughs> but we are going to make it happen. I don't care if we're all yes. phoning it in and somebody's here with a record button. So we're going to figure something out. So Max. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Okay, buddy? Awesome. Take care. All right, let me get the door here. All right, cool. So that was Max King appearing here on Walk the Line episode 12. And Max is a gutsy dude. I'm, that's the word for Max is gutsy because, you know, he, he's, he's picking Michigan State to cover, and he was right about it last week. So, you know, I, I hope he's right. I mean, I like the points for Northwestern, but I hope he's right. The so. two of us don't like to pick our own team and max is uh you know he he's got the confidence enough to do it so we'll let him do it and hope he's right which he is and then yeah we'll just be happy for him okay so let's keep going then with the with the other games the top games uh for ncaa college football for week 13 for november 23rd 2013 and uh there's something about 13 i just don't like 13 13 13 so i'm anticipating maybe a bad week but i really like some of these picks and uh i don't think ryan and i are going to agree about a lot of these but I, that's what makes it fun. I know. But the first one is Wisconsin Badgers going into Minnesota. And Minnesota if Minnesota needs to win this game to stay tied, to, to have a chance to tie Michigan State. 
because Minnesota is going to come into East Lansing on the 30th of November. So this game, it surprised me how many how many points Wisconsin is giving up as a favorite. 16 and a half. It's a lot of wow, points. Wow, that is a lot of points. I mean, the over-under is 50, and Wisconsin has proven that they are a pretty dominating team. But this is an 8-2 and two Minnesota Golden Gophers team, which I don't think that this stadium that they're in has ever seen a game that's meant more than this one right now because it's sort of their last home game of the season. Even these seniors in the last four years haven't had a game this big. Yeah, so just right away, guess what? I mean, I'm going to take are the points. Are you going all out? Or are you just no, taking I'm the taking points. the points. No, I'm no, no, the no. Points too. I'm taking the points because Wisconsin really is above and beyond. Like... I, Thankfully, I think Michigan. It's good that Michigan State doesn't play the Wisconsin because Wisconsin's running game. It's always like they got, you know, these four hundred pound linemen. These guys are just insane. They open up these. They're bigger whole, than the Packers' offensive line. Unbelievable. So Wisconsin, sure, I like it. I'm gonna just even say that it's gonna stay right under. So yep. I'm gonna say 31-16. I'm just gonna come out and say the, so the game stays under and the cover is just there. So Wisconsin knows what they're doing, but I feel like it's a game. It's a no, late November game in the Big Ten. They get their 31 points. They run the clock. They make it tick 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 down. So it stays under 50. So I'm gonna go 31 to uh, 16. And I just don't even think this is a difficult call because I'm, it's so many points. I'm gonna show you my computer here just so you know I'm not stealing. I got 31-17 Wisconsin. I I do. They score points, and but uh, eight and two going up against an eight and two team, uh, man, sixteen and a half is a lot of points. It right. just yes, it could happen, but it's more likely that it won't. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take Minnesota plus sixteen sure. and a half at home on Senior Day. Yeah, and mentally, like the thing that I did this week, I I had you know our sheets that I was gonna type in and look at what the odds were, and so I said. In my mind, I said, oh, I'm thinking about nine and a half. And I think you said minus eight when I asked you this question. Mm-hmm. It seems like a game that, you're. yes, you want your Wisconsin should be favored by more than a touchdown. But we're talking more than two touchdowns here. I mean, that's that's a lot yeah, of I mean, points to be getting at yeah. home. So that one just seems like a nice, I'm not going to jinx and say easy, but it seems like a pretty safe bet, just like last week's Michigan game. But, of course, it was strange because Michigan was a three-point underdog, and the game was nine. should have probably ended nine to six. Right. So it is pretty amazing with this with this stuff so i can't wait to see what happens in that game because if if wisconsin if michigan state handles its business then it doesn't matter but if wisconsin handles its business for michigan state michigan state's got a a free extra bonus game against ohio state and that's going to be fun to watch this this game is really just how good is minnesota actually has this year been a fluke they had the what was it they lost 42 13 at michigan which seemed okay at the time but now looking back that doesn't seem like a very good loss if there no. is such a thing because Michigan's go. struggled ever since. Well, you know what? So yeah, uh, yeah. You know when they say the emperor has no clothes, you know you expose. Michigan's been exposed as a subpar mm-hmm. team now, and they snuck away with a game last week that they probably shouldn't have had. Yeah, so, so that loss really looks ugly now for Minnesota. But being at home. Trying to stay in the Big Ten race. We'll see what they can do. Exactly. Okay, the next game is a really big game as far as um, BCS Bowls for a Big 12 conference. And Ryan and I can probably admit we really don't like the Big 12 that much. It's not our favorite conference. Snore. But it's a it's a big game because it's Baylor going into Stillwater, Oklahoma, to Oklahoma State University. And Baylor is minus 10, which, again, I thought it would be more than 7, about 7.5 or 8.5. But it's minus 10. The over-under is 78. And this one, I'm going to just say... Points, 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 points. I know it 78 sounds like a lot, but this game is going to be in the 80s minimal. I mean, it might be 50 to 30. It might be 45, 41. But what I really – I'm looking at the – if you want to compare teams, Baylor beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma got beat by Texas 
Wait, let me let me do the math on this one. Oklahoma State beat Texas. Follow the string, Dan. Let me, let, the what string. Did, how did I walk this through to get to the fact that Oklahoma State's going to cover? Is <laughs> that if if Oklahoma State can't stay within ten points at home against Baylor? I mean, it just there there's something wrong there because they do have the offense to keep putting up numbers. Oklahoma really couldn't combat Baylor, but that was because it was just a tidal wave of emotion. This is going to be everything orange, orange, orange. It's really going to be a a test of Baylor to see how great are they because they're number four in the nation. Nothing's gone wrong for them all year, but this is the one where they're in a feisty crowd. So I don't think that. You know what? I am going to say it. Oklahoma State's going to win the game. I'm straight up saying it. Wow. They're winning at home. So I'm going to do my fun 40. I'm going to go 47-45 in a big barn burner. Wow. I'm going to a huge scoring game. 47-45 Oak State. I'm doing it. They're going to win, and Oklahoma State's going to go to the Fiesta Bowl and play um, the Fresno State Bulldogs. So that's what's going to happen. <laughs> that's the future. All right. I like the call. All right. Uh, Oklahoma State had the ugly loss at West Virginia. That was a while ago. That was yeah. even, let's see here. Yeah, and West Virginia has fallen off September, the cliff. They yeah, lost to Kansas terrible. last week. Yeah. And ever since then, Oklahoma State has looked great. They put up points. They had 58 on the road at Ohio State, or Iowa State, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Then 52 the next week at Texas Tech, 42, 38. So they do put up points. Points, points, points. And is man, what I'm when I when I think of Baylor football, those they love to just put up 70. Yeah, they went, I, last week was 63, 34 over Texas Tech. Yeah, so I, I do like the over in this one. I'm going to go Baylor 52-30. 52-30. So we both just are loving this over. So you think they're going to go in and just crush them, huh? We, when wow. We, uh, you asked me, we were playing, uh, what did you call it? Like pick the spread or guess yeah, yeah, that spread uh-huh, or something yeah, like name that. Name that spread. Yeah, name the spread. <laughs> I, I honestly thought it would be 13 and a half, just wow. under two touchdowns. So we'll go 52-34. I'll change it. 5234 even more. Ooh, nice. So Okay, cool. Well, yeah, lots of points are going to go on the board. And I, I just think that Baylor's going to face a crowd in the team that they're not used to. I think that they've kind of had a golden path thus far, and this is going to be tough for them. Okay, so then now, Ryan, I want you to do a pan and scan. I'm going to just jump and just – I have to do it. Illinois is minus 7 at Purdue. I'm sorry. I've been wrong about Illinois every week this season other than the Wisconsin game when they got crushed. I don't know what you're going to say, but they're covering. I'm going Purdue is covering like crazy. So I'm just, not going to give a score. I'm going Purdue wins. Be- Illinois winning a game, what? Yep. No. Uh-uh. Yep. Nope. So I'm going to say it's going to be Purdue uh, Purdue 28-24. I'm just going to put it down. Purdue. And you like Illinois plus seven? No. Are they plus or seven? Illinois or minus they, seven, I mean. Illinois I'm minus I'm, seven, I'm so yeah. confused by, my, by Illinois. I'm confused in general today. I don't know why. But I do. I would like to jump back, if please, you don't mind, please. to Texas A and M LSU. Yeah, that let's is, do that one. That yeah, is a, that's, that's a, good a game. great game. Okay, that good. Is a great let's talk about that game. one. Sure. And the reason I want to is mm-hmm. this is going to be my dog pick of the week. Get the dogs ready. Texas A and M to win the game, forty-one thirty-seven. Forty-one thirty-seven. Yep. So they're going in and putting points. They upon. are. Yeah. Both team. These are not typical SEC teams this year. While you're talking, did I'm you introduce the that. spread? Tell us the spread here. I didn't. It's uh, sorry. That's okay. I'm so excited. For he Texas is excited to win the game. Uh-huh. LSU, who is seven and three and three and three in the SEC, is minus four and a half at home against Texas A&M, who's yep. eight and two. And so yep, I agree. And the over under seventy one. So Ryan 71. likes the over. With I do like the over. Yeah, and this is the one where when we say name that spread, I I would think that Texas A&M would be minus three on the road here. 
Last week, LSU struggled with a Florida team and won 19-14. That Florida team is on some sort of like, you know, the you know the little donut tire that's in your trunk, you know, the 50 and 50. That's the Florida Gators right now and LSU beat them by 5 in at home. Or was that South Carolina? You know what? That's the SEC. I told you. Okay, I'm I'm off this week. This is great. This is Dan's a, I'm a dog. That was South Carolina. Yay. It's all the same to me. No, it's not. But LSU, I did, I don't know. What did they do last week? Re- remind me. They were at they were at or oh, wow, wow, this is going We're great, doing great it? this week. Congratulations. <laughs> they were at Alabama, which is tough to say. I'll LSU, that was 2 weeks ago, no? Because Alabama beat Miss. Well, Miss then they didn't State. play last week. Okay. Their last game was at Alabama. Right. 38-17. Okay. Then they had the big win over Furman, 48-16 so must, okay. the previous week. All right. And then so Ole Miss it. was October 19th. And they lost that. So we're oh, you're going backwards. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Right. Well, I agree with Ryan because Texas A&M, I think they, they're – the question Texas A&M is going to put pressure on is can they get an at-large BCS bowl because there's there's such you know Johnny mania going to start happening. This here. is the Heisman week for Johnny football. He's got to do it. I mean, famous Jameis from Florida State is my would be my number one pick if I had a. But he's vote. leaving the door open with some of this legal stuff. Yeah, and we don't know. And now they're even saying Jordan Lynch from NIU might get no some votes. Way. I mean, just some no votes way. in there. So it is possible. And, and then of course there's AJ McCarron at Alabama just because. In, but he plays for a professional team. I'd love to be a quarterback for. A professional team in college so way to go but yeah i'm with ryan on this one so do you mind if i dog it this too are you mad dog it up dog it up i'm i am just surprised that texas a&m isn't favored by like you said a field goal yeah and then even if lsu is gonna be favored just give them a field goal they're minus four and a half and the thing is it's hard for me to imagine a game going over 71 against lsu but we're talking about texas a&m they just score points I'm, I need to pull up Alabama's schedule real quick because they've given up no points all year other than two Texas A&M. Yeah, so, so in that game was 49-42. I remember yeah, that. So, remember and we, they've yeah. given up zero so points. So I'm going to go, since I like Texas A&M minus three in my brain going in, I'm going to say Texas A&M, A&M wins. So Texas A&M wins, all right? And I'm with Ryan in around right around 40. It's hard to see Texas A&M not scoring 40. So I'm going to go yeah. 45 to 42 right. that'll do it so 45-42 like in that one for A&M and so we both agree there and and so let's just that let's call that let's call that uh, the end I will say Chattanooga is going to Alabama Alabama's not minus 49 I'm taking the minus 49 you like the minus 49 I'm I like I like 49. Alabama I'm just gonna say I like I like uh, Chattanooga to cover but Florida State minus 57 at home against Idaho bust out the dogs I'm, go, I'm going you got Idaho, Idaho plus 57 <laughs> so I'm just I, I'm just gonna say Dan and Ryan and disagree <laughs> and we'll Florida just get State always gets up by how much the spread is so they're going to go up 57 nothing uh-huh. and then give up three that's what's going to happen it's going to be 57 three all right i'm writing this down so okay now let's move on to nfl week nfl week 12 which is good because i want to just get away from um 13 so there's a, there's some interesting games going on uh in in the sport of professional football and let me i'm stalling if you can't tell it's let, okay. me, let me get this up here in the screen all right so these games are going to be Sunday, November twenty fourth, twenty thirteen, and the 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 cool thing about me being off is that the first game I'm talking about is going to be uh, the ne- no, I was going to say it's going to be the Monday night game. So I'm even off about thinking that I'm off. So I'm, I'm not off. I'm right. It's the eight p.m. game. Welcome to the Denver Broncos NBC channel because I think they're just just going to move Peyton Manning permanently to night games on NBC. It's the Manning Brady Bowl again, which I was sick of. 
a decade ago, but we have to sit through this again. And I'm not, I'm not going to even put a pejorative term that's like, yeah, I just, <laughs> I don't, I'm sick of these guys. I do think Denver's really cool. I, I even though I hate them, I think that they're going to look really cool playing in the Super Bowl against the Seattle Seahawks, and I can't wait for that game to be outdoors in New, uh, you know, New York in February. But Denver is minus two and a half <laughs> at New England, and the over under is fifty four. So it's just one of those games that says, well, Denver's going to do what they do. They're going to go in. I'm, I'm going to say that it's going to be an under. Um, I have 30, under as well. 31-21. I like Denver to win by 10. New England has been very unimpressive this year. They had the two-point win to start the year at Buffalo. They had the three-point win in New York against the Jets. Didn't look that great against the Falcons team. They only won by seven. Mm-hmm. That was 30-23. to 23. These are all early in the year. They had yeah. the... They lost 13-6. to They've just had some sloppy games this year, and Denver has looked flawless. You know, they they had the one loss, but that's fine. It, yeah. That's part of being in the NFL. There's parity, and yeah. teams get tired and all that. Yep. Whatever. I'm going Denver, 34-17. So I do like the wow, game you, to stay they're under. They're going to get them big. Wow. And they're going to get them. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. But we both definitely, I mean, minus 2.5 for Denver. They're clearly the better team. So I, I just, New England is 7-3, and three, but... They they're such an unimpressive seven and three to me that every time I watch them I'm confused by the record other yep. than the fact that they have Belichick and Brady. It's true. So. Yeah. Yep. I agree. hundred percent. So cool. All right. So then an, another game. This this is a game because I'm a KC Chiefs fan. Kansas City's coming off the loss at Denver and it's a they're minus five at home against San Diego. It's a one o'clock game. Over under is forty one and a half. This is the game to me. If Kansas City can win it, they go to ten and one, and then wow. Denver comes in the next week. But if Kansas City loses this game, then I think the sky starts to fall. Spiraling out of control. Because then maybe they end up 10-6 and six or something and then just go and lose a playoff game. So this is a huge game. Because of that, the crowd, Ryan always points out I that love the crowd, Arrowhead. they're going to go nuts. San Diego, did they lo- They lost to Miami last week. It was week. an ugly loss, ugly too. They, they've yep. lost two in a row. They had the week before where they lost in overtime. Or no, they won in overtime. They beat the Redskins, didn't they? No. I think they might have lost. Remember, I know we, it went we were mad because they, sh- it, they lost. There's something wrong up. with San Diego. No, I think because remember they, they had the touchdown. Six. It was like 30 to 24 was the final score. I'll look I it up. It I got it right here. Yeah, so I like Kansas City to cover in a game that stays under. So I'm going to go with 21 to 13 in this one with KC winning at home in a game that's just ugly. And you know what? I don't know why I said 21. I'm going to go 20 to 13 because KC kicks field goals. KC's not a three-touchdown, no-field goal team. KC is a, a field goal machine team. Ryan Suckup's one of the best kickers in the league. So uh, And he's got a cool name, right, Ryan? That's he, right. Okay, good. All right, so I'm they, going. They yeah. lost in yeah. They lost to Washington. Was it 30, uh, 30 to 24? Yeah. Yep, yep. So, okay, so I got 20 to 13 KC covering with it staying under. What do you got? 24-13 Chiefs. They've, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they respond to being a in, in between a Broncos sandwich here. It's weird scheduling. Yeah. Strange. But, I mean, uh, they had a bye week, then it's Denver, San Diego, Denver. Man, they always play well. San Diego has just underperformed. There was, a, it was three weeks ago, it was going into the Washington game. Mm-hmm. It was looking like the AFC, everyone was talking, AFC West three is going to have three teams, yeah. and they've done nothing but lose sense. Yep. So they're they're done, they're calling it in. North yep. Turner's back in control or something out there. Yep. Okay, so since we're in the state of Michigan, I always like to bring up the Detroit Lions. And this week, the Detroit Lions are hosting a Tampa Bay team who's won two in a row. Granted, now Tampa Bay, I think they won a, a Thursday or a game against the Miami Dolphins. It was either a Monday night or a game. And then they beat the Falcons, who are the most disappointing team in football. Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, the Falcons are atrocious this season. But Tampa Bay destroyed them last week. Detroit is minus 9.5. 
and Tampa Bay seems hot. So I like the 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 in the over under forty nine. Detroit likes to get points on the board. They like to get it in that thirties, as you see, even when they lose. Yep. So I'm I, this this game screams over at me. It's over over. It's an indoor game. Obviously, it's in Ford Field. So I'm gonna say let's see. Detroit wins the game. Let's say I'm gonna say thirty five thirty one in wow. this one. They always get into Can the Tampa 30s. score thirty one. Yeah. Yeah, they scored okay. forty some last week. Chris, was Atlanta, but right. I'm going to go Detroit 35-31. They might need a last second touchdown to win that. You know, to go over. You mean no? To, well, they'll be oh, down thirty-one twenty-eight. Yeah, Detroit. To go over. It's they one always of those play like they that. They always do that, man. So I don't. This nine and a half is way too much. I, all right, that's fine. I'm going to go uh, Lions to cover thirty to seventeen. Okay, a little keeping it different. All right, cool. So we got that one, and. Uh, now here's another one, and, and as I just quicken up the pace, we got a couple more to go through. This is the Monday night game. I, it just sticks out to me as interesting because there's something about Washington this year that's uh, that's always interesting it's, to watch. They're intriguing. Yeah, San Francisco now is coming off two consecutive losses. They lost at home, ten to nine, to the Carolina Panthers, who are suddenly like one of the hottest teams. And we'll get to Carolina in the next pick game here. But San Francisco's minus five on the road at Washington on Monday night, and this is a game that San Francisco must have. Washington is a wounded team. They have internal strife. They're arguing. They're bickering. They're blaming. The over-under is 47, so I like the, the game to stay under because San Francisco's a, a team that, as, as we saw in New Orleans last week, they can they can control the tempo up until losing the game. But Washington's subpar. So, Ryan, I'll let you pick first, and then uh, I think I've already preluded my, preluded my thing. I cannot speak today, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, go on. San Fran, 27-17. 27-17 SF. So you like to 44 to stay under. Yep. Cool. I think it's going to be uh, even. I'm I'm going to say 30 to 13 in this one. I think that San Francisco goes in and just handles its biz pretty well. I think Washington's ready to just yeah. They're out of options at this point. Yeah, and San Francisco needs this game because Seattle's distancing themselves at this point. And I think San Francisco's a very quality team. They just run into some tough games this season. They're kind of like the Jets, and when they're real up and down, I only know because Kaepernick's on the fantasy team, and mm. he's either getting 30 points or two. They just they can't put it together yeah. consecutive weeks, it seems yep. like. They're behind the 10-1 Seahawks in the division, so they're fighting for a wild card. They're tied with the Arizona Cardinals, who are also 6-4. and four. So it really is a big week for San Fran. They're playing a terrible Washington team. Yeah. Like you mentioned, they're... Their locker room is who knows where it's at yeah, right now. Yeah, they're so. blaming. Anytime you see the blame game going on, and Monday night's more pressure. Yeah, just Everyone, all eyes on you. Yeah, Gotta. and San Francisco seems to be a team that likes to perform under, under pressure, so I, I like that one. I'm very comfortable with San Francisco for Monday night. All, all right. right, let's do the one last pick. The Carolina Panthers are really, they're the hottest team, so this is kind of a, a gut check. How good are you? And uh, I'm going to let Ryan go first. At Carolina's minus 4.5 at Miami. Like we said, Miami just defeated the Chargers at home. This is a 1 p.m. game. The over-under is 40. So it's reflecting how good the Carolina Panthers defense has been showing themselves to be this season. And Carolina's coming off that Monday night victory against the Patriots. So, uh, Ryan, what do you think about this one? Miami has gotten me every week. I don't think I've picked a Miami Dolphins game correct once this season. Carolina has been great. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about their path to the playoffs and kind of what they needed to do. And it really did open up for them, especially last week, getting that win against the Patriots. So, they're, they're starting to roll a little bit, and they're getting some steam. I like them to go into Miami and win that game. Uh, four and a half, I don't like them to cover. I'm going to go 24-20. 24-20 for Carolina. Carolina. Yep. All right, and for some reason now, I'm thinking Carolina's got this confidence. They're like a, okay. one of the, like a street I, fighter with, with the you. gold just, around them. I think that this is the week 
that Carolina blows a team up okay. and says we're to be reckoned with, and then everybody starts to talk about them as the dark horse. Okay, because I'm t- I'm telling you, so I'm going to go with a blast attack. I'm going 31 to six. So the game's going to stay under, but I like Carolina to just go in and mash the Dolphins on their home field. Man, and the Dolphins are just such a confusing team. I'm looking at their schedule here because I just wanted to go into mm-hmm. how have they been at home. They've had some nice wins at home. They lost to Baltimore and Buffalo at home. Yeah. So And then they beat the Colts and Browns on the road, who the Browns have been nothing easy this year. Uh-huh. So they've had a couple good road wins, a couple bad road losses, and then the same thing at home. So just a very up-and-down team. Tough to get a read on week well, in and week out. The thing that I noticed, I mean, Cam Newton has got that swagger back, and he took New- he took Carolina in that. His swagger team. never went away, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, it was he lost a little, I guess, of the substan- substance behind it. Now he feels substantiated. He feels like he's got the defense there, and he, he led them on that final drive. I mean, he really looks like the college player quick cam newton and this is the first time in his nfl career where he now becomes relevant in a big way so i really think that with this with this victory if they can get it they're going to continue on and then you're going to start hearing them in the maybe possible super bowl uh discussion yeah carolina's won six in a row and seven of eight they have they're at miami and then home against tampa bay so why yeah. you know they could win eight in a row yes that's huge i'm telling you i'm, I'm starting to feel i'm really mm-hmm. gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get on this train here the Definitely. Cam train so cool well i think that wraps up uh walk the line week 12 i don't think this was a rembrandt or a picasso but i had fun it's you always know? yeah it's always fun to come in here and just get on record what we like or yeah not. We'll, we'll switch it a couple times here and then but we always have fun <laughs> following it and exactly. giving each other a hard time on sunday yeah you're, you're exactly like, you're like dude sorry i'm like i don't even know what you're talking about you're like you're over seven like, <laughs> i do know but thanks for reminding well, we'll me. see if i can get a back-to-back <laughs> win because it's strange I, I was i felt hey look i, I listened to uh, snippets from last week's show I go, hey wow that was pretty accurate there with the usc and the pittsburgh steelers nice. i'm feeling good yeah so but I always have fun, so shout out to Max King for showing up, and shout out to Impact 89FM here at Michigan State University and Impact Sports and uh, everybody uh, that we know here at the station. So, uh, Ryan, would you like to, uh, as I scoot the mic with a squeak, Ryan, would you like to say anything to anybody before we uh, take off for the week? No, it was good seeing you, Dan, and uh, lead us on out of here. All right, here we go. I got I got a little keyboard in front of me, so here we go. Surprise. Here we go. Dan and Ryan, you just listened to episode 12 of Walk the Line. Ryan, say it with me this week. Peace! Peace. (laughs) All right, everybody, you guys take care.